127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry 127 at FBC Bryan. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. We hope that this resource is growing in a relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, 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 what it do, podcast crew. You know I can't see that far. <laughs> Don't do that to me. I know the text is big, but I can't see that far. Hey, neither can I. <laughs> what, what were you pointing at? I was pointing at the, the marriage at a young age question. Was it that one? I don't think so. No? Man, I'm terrible at this. Yeah, you're not, you're not good. Oh, I missed it. I missed Just it. Threw it on the ground. God, I almost dropped it again. Hey, uh, I was actually looking at A&M baseball merchandise today. Yeah. Um, because Fanatics had a 25% off store-wide sale. And I was thinking about pulling the trigger on something. I just couldn't. Because it's still like 70 bucks yeah. for anything, you know? I asked one of the baseball players last night how I could get the USA jersey. Oh, no like. You can't <laughs> like, but can you? <laughs> yeah. Why don't he just like just gift it to you? Take somebody's after. Isn't, isn't one of them in freshman equipment? Mm-hmm. What's, What's his, his name? name? Jackson. Jackson. Yep. His last name. Jackson. Not Potter. <laughs> not Potter. He, Jackson, nope. he was at breakaway. He read, yep. he, he read, read breakaway. breakaway. Yeah. He's a, he was the number two player in Texas. Best left-handed pitcher. You're trolling. In Texas. Nope. Had Tommy John his senior year, got just got redshirted, and so wow, he's gonna like he'll jump in first year, but it'll be a sophomore year when he starts to nice to play again. Just started throwing, so but nice. but great crazy. guy, great great guy. I mean, they looked good the other day. I mean, they're, they're outrageous right now because they're like they played who? It was McNeese. McNeese State. <laughs> yeah, no but one. It's like forty outscoring people, forty to four. That's or something. true. I mean, look, dude. All I can say is if if you're, I think he's a right fielder. If he's on pace for like 80 RBIs. <laughs> yeah, I saw something about that. In a season. And the home run. Someone was like on pace for over 30 this year. Yeah, I mean. kind of gnarly. Lawful, I think he had nine RBIs in three games. I don't know what he did on. They played on a Tuesday night as well. But, I mean, I, I don't know how many games the college season is. Isn't it like 40? I have no idea. Um, Everyone's a little bit different. There's not a set. You have to play this many names. But like, names, games. I mean, he, blend, he, names. Blend. I mean, because I think he had four home runs in in three games, or maybe yeah. or maybe it was three. But like, even still, I mean, he's to, on a he's on a tear right now. To have That's thirty home runs in college is ridiculous. Yeah. So, well, this is this you is can a, do it. This is a highly anticipated episode. <laughs> I hope not. She, I don't think she's spoken yet. Fully, she might not. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Who we got? Hello. <laughs> she my likes friend. to hear her voice. Hello, no, my friends. I like it. It's Alyssa here. Alyssa. They wrote me in. We did. We did. We finally got you on. Put her on the schedule. <laughs> so to rearrange some things to get here. Well, this is this is the perfect time, I think, to uh, to get you on the podcast because I think a lot of people, especially with the series that we're in, sex and dating, kind of look to you guys as obviously you're, you won't claim this as the model relationship for for mm-hmm. Christians, but um, a lot of our students kind of look to you guys as as an example um, of a Christ honoring relationship. And so I just want to give you guys the floor. Uh, before we even jump into any questions to, to kind of share your story. Cause I think a lot of people just learn from stories um, about Christian dating and, and what it looks like and all those things. And so maybe you're unconventional and have some tips or uh, maybe it was a more conventional route, but y- y'all go. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm going to break the microphone. It's, it's, it's a bad fine. start. It's fine. It's just, the... you, you want to go? You want me to go? You start. Um, our relationship. 
Or maybe I start. Yeah, you should probably start. It's <laughs> probably wise. I was just existing in college and then you, you showed were. up. I did. I showed up to college Bible study at a church that John was interning at. Um, my freshman year, like three weeks into school, maybe maybe even closer to the beginning of the year. But um, I didn't have a car, so I made friends with people and we all traveled about to all the studies together mm-hmm. for me. But anyway, I showed up. John was on stage helping lead worship for the Bible study and at his guitar. I think that's what did it. <laughs> it's a cheat code. Anybody wants one? It was on yes. the list. Um, <laughs> it's high priorities. And I still remember what he was wearing. I think I always say that. But anyway, what was he I wearing? Le- he was wearing khaki cargo shorts. Yep. Oh, man. Actually, that was the jam. On stage? Uh-huh. That was the jam, dude. I don't oh, remember wow. what shirt you were wearing, but you had your white polo hat on. That was also like the thing in college. Mm-hmm. It was the dad hat polo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. But he wore it every every day. I think it was the only hat he probably had at that point. No Red Sox anyway, hat. I don't remember that. For a long time, yeah. that. But anyway, and from that moment, uh, I decided <laughs> I needed to be <laughs> in your presence always, uh, which was a problem. But um, I certainly manipulated it from the beginning, just trying to spend time with you because I liked you a lot. Okay. And you were clueless. No clue. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Either you played it off really well nope. or you actually were. Because so. I, I remember, it was it the same night? I think it was that same night. You guys came to the Wilson house. The Wilson yeah. house is where all the interns lived. And when you came down the stairs, reverse Cinderella, if you want to do that. When you came down the stairs from where the guys, the guys lived on the third and fourth floors of the Wilson house. You came down the stairs in this big gathering area and there's a pinball machine that was up against the wall. Like one of the things you could see and she was standing there. Um, I do remember that. And that led to like the Wilson house was the hangout. So we would do, I mean, it's just where everybody would come afterwards. Uh, and then it led to up in the kitchen um, with all the guy interns. And so there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guy interns just in the kitchen hanging out. And five of them were talking about this new girl and like who I'm going to ask her out. I'm going to ask her out. And my shot to them, because I guess I was, I don't know if I was irritated or what, but I was like, she's not a piece of meat guys that you guys like fight over. What, what are you doing right now? Yeah. And kind of just walked out. And, and that was the, the weird like start of the relationship without knowing that it was the start of a relationship. <laughs> yeah. So I spent the next couple years chasing, which kind of leads into one of the questions actually that we got, but we get um, there. No, well, I know. But anyway, way to think forward. Well, I think it's applicable because that's what I was doing. Yeah. I was chasing and trying to make something happen. Um, and the Lord's hand just wasn't on it. But I did everything in my power to spend time with you or just within our people group. Um, Which was nice. Like, yes. Don't skip over that because our people group was a big people group. Yes. We would play flashlight tag across Wichita Falls, like 40 people just running. What is flashlight tag? The cops and robbers. So, have you ever played okay. that? So yeah, like yeah. someone so has a flashlight. A couple people have flashlights and everyone else gets from point A to point B. And yeah. often it would be miles and you had to do it on foot. And we would drive around or run around trying to find that person. If you could shine a wow. light on them and say their name, they were out. Wow. I would not be good at that game. I wouldn't really be able to fun. say their name. I got hurt every time. And you would be in the dark. She did get <laughs> hurt a lot. I got stuck in a barbed wire fence. Yeah. Wow. Blew out an ankle once. Yeah, it was bad. But I got to play this. It was really fun. <laughs> it was fun. We had a lot of fun. And we have like midnight soccer and just yeah. everything. And a couple different worship nights a week, we would just gather at somebody's house. And that core group was a, 
was a core group. Definitely yeah. was. But um, I would say in the midst of that, I was also just trying to figure out who I was and what I believed. And I had grown up in church, um, but I think I was realizing how little of my faith was my own. And so mm. I was really wrestling with all of that. And I had no idea what I wanted to do with life. And I was changing my major. Um, and my dad told me that he thought I should take a year off and go to this Bible school in Europe and just go and do it. And I was like, okay. So as I'm leaving for that, so that's a year and after your a year year. later. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, John and I really were spending, we were starting to spend more time together mm-hmm. and I thought we were headed towards something, but nothing had been defined. Yeah. Again, this is all going on in my head. I'm perceiving a lot that I don't think was real. And she didn't realize how scared I was of, <laughs> yeah. of everybody. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Girls especially, but of everybody. Yeah. And so I go, I go off to Austria for a semester and we're talking and we're emailing and... <clears throat> That's so crazy I, I, to think about now, by the way, like sending emails and yeah. did you send letters like mail them or well, that's probably more of a hassle to be John honest. John sent me, pa- it was, yeah. and it took weeks. Yeah. So I remember John sending me one package, but I had like a slot during the day yeah. that I could sign up for computer access for like wow. 15 minutes. Wow. And so that's when I could go check uh, my email. That's just crazy. And we almost had no phone access either. I could sign up for that, but it almost didn't go through. We, we talked a couple of times, but yeah. yeah, it is kind of, it's crazy to think about, but I mean, seriously, in that point, I thought I was going to marry him. Mm. Like I was You're all right. in, I was all in, um, there was no guarding of my heart. There was, even though we hadn't defined anything, um, I was holding on super tightly. And towards the end of my semester there, um, he told me, and I don't even remember how, I don't know how all this happened and maybe you can take over here, but John started dating, um, a girl back home and I don't know how either. Yeah. <laughs> she had a boat. Oh yeah. That was during your wakeboarding. Yeah. Phase. So we were wakeboarding a lot. I was friends with her brother. <laughs> Pretty good friends with Matt, and uh, that explains a lot. I've never. Yeah, there it is. It's a. That's a that's a variable. Uh, that was the car crash yeah. summer. <laughs> I mean, there was there was a lot that happened that summer. There's a lot done back here. It's it's glorious. <laughs> like literally, their family had a boat, and we spent almost any time that we could wakeboarding and nonstop. And that was the year that I flipped flipped my car down the highway, and walked away from it. And my roommate Stephen um, was in the car with me. And he was wakeboarding a lot with us too. And so we both ended up in the hospital, him worse than I, because he, he ducked and hit, the airbag went off and slammed his head off the, oh. the console in the middle. And I'm watching it in slow motion. It was like, whoa, Gosh. like rolled down the highway. And there was a highway patrolman behind us when we crashed. It was wow. kind of funny. He pulled up and doesn't get out of his car. He gets on his radio and goes, you, you guys okay? <laughs> like, I was like, why? I know it's like 105 in North Texas, but you should probably get out of the car. And That's we climbed true. out and went to the hospital. But that evening went to the lake. He got in the water. Cause I, they cleaned me off in the hospital it was weird. And they did not, he looked like a zombie. We got in the lake and, and he, we threw him a bottle of shampoo and he scrubbed himself up. And then we got on the boat and started wakeboarding. And then that night he pulled a big piece of glass out of his head. It was just oh. like, that, it was radical the whole thing. But yeah, that was a big part of it. Like I knew their family cause they were a, a first, a first Baptist family. And so 
they're both of her parents volunteered in youth and it was just like our circle, um, about there. So it was a, a weird, like short, <laughs> Yeah. but wrecked her because yeah, of it. It really did. But, um, came home, came back to school. Things were actually ending. For she went you. to Colorado. I did. I went to Colorado for the spring semester. And so came back in the fall of what would have been her junior year. Yeah. So we've known each other two years at this point. Yep. And they've broken up, but I'm just still so ticked off. I was so, <laughs> I was really angry. Um, What's funny is nobody, how many people knew this? We've talked about Steven? this a little bit. Yeah. And no one would like, Hey, John heads up. Yeah. And there's part, there's probably part of me, if I'm honest, it's like, she may like me, she may not. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was the other side of me and, and here's the Alyssa fan club that, that I was just like out of my league, no chance. And I, I like her a lot just as a human. Yeah. And I know where this goes often, mm-hmm. but my family history is this, all of that. And so there's fear in that too. Um, now that's a great excuse now, mm. but I was surrounded by people that could have easily been like, Hey, yeah, this moron. And I, I never get that. I don't, I don't think I walked well with my community at all in this. Like, I don't remember pulling anyone in and being like, I, I like this guy. I'm confused. I'm heartbroken. Like any of the things yeah. I did not bring in my community and accountability sure. as I should looking back. Lots of things there, but Anyway, junior year, come back to school, mad, <laughs> mad <laughs> with vengeance. But then I, I find out y'all broken up <laughs> and then what <laughs> game on and then what <laughs> game on. Okay. I mean, it was a quick, Oh, I forgive you. <laughs> Thanks for that. But we, we were right back where we were before pretty mm. quick. Hanging because out of a dog, the dog, oh, it's always the dog. It was Gracie. your dog or his dog? It was his dog, Gracie. Really? Oh, wow. But also just our friend group. We yeah. were, I was back you, in the same friend group. You, we weren't going to avoid each other. Yeah. And so I find myself, I found myself directly where I had been before, like desperately wanting something to happen, feeling like I was putting myself in your path as much as possible, begging for something to happen without actually ever like saying something. Sure. Yes. I was afraid too, clearly. Um, and I remember probably about October, maybe even November. 2023. Yeah. The year of our Lord. Junior year. 2023, 2003, 2003. I was like, wow, it's a recent development. Yeah. We finally figured out we liked each other. Here we go. Two kids and an adoption (laughs) later. We're good. There's hope. Um, no, and we've shared this. I've shared this story. Yeah. With all of my, all of my girls before, but just that moment of being in my room on my face, crying out to the Lord, because I was so tired of trying to make something happen. Mm. And finally the Lord bringing to my knees, bringing me to my knees and just saying, you've got to stop. You've got to lay this down. This is an idol. Um, and you have made him and the idea of him and the idea of marriage more important than um, chasing after me and will you love me and will you serve me and will you obey if, if my answer is no to John. And so that was a very clear moment, um, that I'll never forget of him just telling me to lay that idol down. And I did, um, with open hands just said, Lord, I'm done. I'm so tired of this. And I want, I want to, 
um, I don't know. I don't want to be in slavery to this anymore. <laughs> and so I did. And then I honestly don't have a clear memory of what happened next because we're still hanging out. Mm -hmm. But it was just like within a few weeks, we're oh. talking to each other about it. Oh, uh, yeah. Slowly scratching the surface. Yeah. And then by went, December, went to we're on the ski trip. Keystone mm -hmm. with the group of friends. Y'all are just adventurous. That's crazy. Well, I mean, we college students are doing the same thing now. It's just not me. Well, yeah. <laughs> I um, tried skiing. A lot. One, of my, well. one of my roommates, her family was going and they had this huge house and they're yeah. like, hey, wow. do you want to come? So we Hello. bummed a ride and bummed a lodging. It was nice. It was. was. College student one Stayed up late one night and, and really just got to the point of like, one of two things is going to happen. Mm -hmm. We can, we can be friends and drop all of this or try to figure out if this is going to work. And I'm scared. I think I, at that point I was like, I can ruin this really fast if we're not careful. So what's the best way to get to know you? And you're like, well, through my family. And so then, then we started hanging out a whole lot with, uh, with your parents. And that's where I learned that your family is, uh, is real soft when it comes to games. I got really irritated at that because because they we would <laughs> if we, we skip each other. We would mean. play like phased in, and they would skip themselves. Like <laughs> oh, I skip wow. me. My oh my! Goodness. I love these people. No. I skip me, and I was like, wow. "What are we doing? No, <laughs> I'm no. changing this real fast." <laughs> that didn't really work because you changed me. I, yeah, that's true. Thank you for that. She's <laughs> I enjoy it now. Vicious. <laughs> <you> too much. <laughs> at, at all games. She won't play Secret Hitler with us, but she's vicious at like all these other. Yeah. Secret Hitler is probably too far. That's good. And, which is wise of her. It's a good boundary. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the the DTR of the defining the relationship was very directional, I think. Like, hey, here's a maybe a next step. And I'm afraid to mess this up and I'm afraid to lose you. And so I let's bring as many we, people in I as we can. I think we've, in hindsight, recognized the game yeah. that had been played. Yeah. And mm. we were like, no more. Yeah. So this mm. is what we're what we're seeking, like our end goal is marriage. Mm -hmm. And if that is our end goal, what do we need to do before we step even into dating? Yeah. And so that's when we brought in my parents and other people in our circles, John's mentors that he trusted. Just, we gave them letters basically with our intentions and literally and, wrote a letter and was like, wow. handed it to them. It was like, yeah. read this agree to this or not. That's crazy. Cause I need you in my circle. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Otherwise <laughs> I'm going to fall. So, and we prayed for like four months. It was December to April. So long. That wasn't my choice. So this is before you're dating. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Four months to, yeah. Because it was an all or none at that point. Yeah. I've known her for two years. I've known her out of the country in the country, really good friends back down, okay. kind of back up to that point. And, and at that point we're like, Hey, it's either, Either it's either marriage or, or yeah. we yeah. need clarity. So, yeah. Mm. And so then December we, I mean, again, we had all our people praying mm. and the prayer was, and I think again, this may answer some questions too. Like, are we supposed to move forward with this or not? And we wanted everyone in our, in our circles to be speaking to that. And as long as there were no red flags, then we were going to continue to move forward. And we had everybody's, blessing like there was there was never a closed door or a a red flag there and so april 4th you're gonna remember that not me april 4th i think is when you officially asked me to wow let's go john well because your dad had said you can marry my daughter <laughs> yeah 
And at that point I was like, <laughs> okay, okay, like if I can marry your daughter, then I can start dating your daughter. Um, so that's an interesting point. Cause I think a lot of people wait until the dating phase to go to the parents and or so, from anybody. Yeah. So what, what's kind of your going to interject a little bit? Like what's your opinion on that? Do you think it's wise to even go before dating and establish that relationship with their parents or, um, you know, what's, what's the approach there? Cause obviously it worked for you guys, right? but is it, is it wise? Is it, you know, yeah. I, I'll say this biblical, uh, godly wisdom is a pretty wide road. Um, because there's a lot of people that can give real good advice yeah. and their dating stories all look different. Their marriage stories all look different. Um, and so, so I want to preface that this is descriptive. Yeah. <laughs> this is not prescriptive. Please. You can model this. Sure. And I, I would say that I think this works. Hmm. Um, but this is not for everybody. It's not, I mean, she couldn't get to know my parents. That's one of those things yeah. like that. They're not involved in this picture at all. And so the one sidedness of this, um, I had to trust and, and, uh, and it was, we were in a good spot to be able to do that. I had to trust her parents and her family and our friends to go, is this right? So, so I didn't have a ton of voices and it was really one-sided and yeah. holidays were, were real easy cause we're going there. And mm. so, so the, the relationship could grow faster that way. Um, but I would say if some of the things that we've loudly said, if dating, um, dating in our culture is how you get to being married. But, but a lot of times we, we try to date with that idea instead of trying to date for clarity, trying to date for purpose, trying to date for, um, next steps instead of it being an experiment. Yeah. And so a lot of people want to date just to see if it's going to work. Um, and if you can skip that, that relational part of that, which hear me is dating is personal and everybody you date, you take part of. You're going to carry that with you forever. There's just going to be a thought of that person for a yeah. long time. Um, and so thankfully, like Alyssa and I's dating history is small, um, but there's still parts of that. If we're honest that we go like, I'll think about that person. And then like your high school boyfriend dies in a helicopter crash. And that was like, that was hard for her. That's a weird, sorry to throw that into the room. But, You're but right that was one that. of those things that was like, that affected her. Yeah. And I would be foolish to not think that that didn't affect her. Cause that was somebody that she had a close relationship with that had part of her for a while. Sure. Um, and so, so dating just as an experiment to see if maybe this is that person is a pretty cruel game to play most of the time. Yeah. But if you would approach it with like, it would be wise for me to get to know your people. Mm. Can I not say that we're dating yet, but still get to know your parents? Is that weird? It's countercultural. Yeah. Um, but so is being biblical. It's good. And so why would you not go against what culture is kind of telling you to do? Mm. So I would say that that's probably wise. I agree with that. And I also think spending time with someone in their family is a necessary way of actually knowing who they act, who they are. Mm. So dating each or getting to know each other, spending time together within your community, with the, seeing them with their people, how they are, but also how are they, how do they treat their parents? How does mm. he or she, how does he treat his mom and his sisters? Um, seeing, I think that gives you a better overall picture of, so you're not just being shown what that yep. person wants you to see. Mm -hmm. That's, That's a big part of it too, but. That's really good. So April 4th, you get the the blessing per se, or yes. maybe not that day, but a couple of days before some. Yeah. Uh, somewhere a little there. before that. Yeah, before because, that. yeah. You came to me on the fourth. Yeah. So school journey led to job journey. 
because one of the things with her dad was like, you're going to provide for my daughter. Like when, when you guys take this step, (laughs) we're out. I'm not completely, but it's like, yeah, this is what you're doing. And so I was working part-time sort of $12,000 a year at a church, uh, and started the process. They, they told me that the grace of that church, and this is a, for pastoral people out there, if you want to do this, be, have the type of relationship with your spouse, not with your spouse, with your boss, with your church, with your community, that you're being really honest and it works both ways. And so the pastor came to me and goes, we can't pay you enough to support a family. We love you. We would love for you to stay here, maybe find another job. But if you want to do ministry full-time, you're going to have to look somewhere else. Mm. Like, mm. okay. Um, and, and that started a coin flip really. Um, and this is probably wise, I guess I was given an opportunity with a church in Altus, Oklahoma, with the guy who was the director of youth evangelism for the entire state. And he wanted me to come lead worship for him and then to travel all across the state and, and wow. basically like take over. It was weird. He was like, you can be the guy in Oklahoma and do all of the big events. Um, and there's part of that where you go, yeah, like, yeah. cause not many people are gonna know this, but Charlie Hall, who still writes and still does some stuff. He was the guy in Oklahoma. And he's like, Charlie's going to passion and he's doing this other stuff. You're just next in line. Mm-hmm. And I went to Alyssa and I was like, what, what do you think about this? Cause here's the options. Do this for a while for however long God sustains us in doing it or look for like the local church. One's mm-hmm. going to be pretty busy and traveling a lot. One's going to be home a lot more. Yeah. Um, and prayerfully we went the, lo- the local church. No brainer. Um, this is probably what you need to be doing for her. Yes. Um, and for my health and, and things like that. And so that's when I started applying. You got a job in East Texas, Bullard, Texas. Bullard. And so that was in December was when I moved away from Wichita Falls to there. Oh, four. December of 04. We got engaged. Two months and three months later. I don't know the exact day that I should. But it was basically, that was a <laughs> check the box to get ready to get married. Yeah. We knew where, cause you, cause I think we were pretty much on the, here's where it's going to happen. Here's kind of when yeah. it's going to happen. And actually I was making plans and my dad said, stop. <laughs> <laughs> John um, hasn't talked to me yet again. Yeah. Yeah. Like you already gave me mm. permission, but, but that's the, yeah. the, the order that that happened. So I went and got a better paying job, not a great paying job, but a better paying job, um, in a more stable place. And then we. And I saved up because they were like three months salary mm. uh, is what you're supposed to spend on an engagement ring. Gosh. And I was like, okay. Um, so I was living with the family at the church and is I wasn't actually true. That's the typical, like, is that still? I have no, idea. it's probably more than that. That seems um, like a lot. It, uh, sure. But they're real expensive also. Um, <laughs> and so y'all just be ready. But, but I did, I literally committed to Might that be 10 years. So hired in December and, and then saved everything, put a, 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 put it on layaway, put a deposit on it and then came back and bought it later. And it was like two days after I bought it, we're like running, um, to do this engagement thing. And mainly because at the engagement, she bought me a PlayStation and I was real excited about that. She got a ring that cost me three months salary and I got a PlayStation two, um, which is a cool, cool setup. That is awesome. It was funny because I, after the proposal, she was like, I got this for you. (laughs) What is this? I don't even know why I got it. Because it wasn't an engagement present. No, it was just. I just love you. You just love me. That was nice. (laughs) And uh, so engaged in March, married in May. So it was a two month engagement. Gosh, that is. Um, May 14th. Strongly recommend it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, went, and I don't know if I'm skipping ahead past anything the exact once, but got married, 
went on a honeymoon, came back and jumped right into, we went to the, went to like oh, South yeah. Padre. Like three weeks later we were at camp. Um, we went to super summer. Oh my gosh. They gave us like our own private room at super summer, which was really cool. Cause normally you're like scattered everywhere. And like, here's yeah. the newlywed suite at East Texas Baptist university. <laughs> um, went to scouted a camp, um, South at South Padre. Padre. And so it like instantly just jumped into our summer and started a ministry, um, right then. And then the rest is what they say history. Like we're here now, 18 years later and Almost rolling, rolling up on 19 years later in a couple months. That is awesome. Mm. Two kids it later is. and adopted Almost three. daughter coming soon, soon which is soon. super exciting by the way. Golly. So you, you kind of hinted on this short engagement. Uh, I think a lot of people have different opinions on, on that. Can you just kind of speak into maybe why you guys think a shorter engagement is, is the wiser play uh, for Christians? What you got? Just that being engaged is really hard. Yeah. I mean, that's my main. And then it's just hard. I think the longer your engagement is, the more you're set up to really struggle with physical boundaries. Mm. Um, I We could have cared less about the venue or about a lot of those things that I think sometimes are more important to other people. Mm. Not necessarily wrong, but... For us, we had known, we had known for so long and it was just time. Got married and in a youth room. We did. Really? At our uncle's church. Yeah, it's perfect. Family. It was so us. It was just the simplest. Yeah. It was the simplest, sweetest thing, but it was very. <laughs> one was person very in the us. wedding party. I mean, her sister. And then. Yeah, we just kept it. One of my really good friends. That's it. Try to make everybody cry and we were good. <laughs> and we accomplished it. Man. Your dad accomplished it because when your dad started crying, everybody else started crying. So <laughs> that was it. Huh. But that. yeah, short engagement. And, and I said this last week, Christian engagement, not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times you're comparing yourself to everything that the rest of the world gets. And you have what you assume is like the pre-license for what everybody else can get, gets. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I took the shot on Sunday night for the girls that really love the engagement ring. It, it signifies ownership. That's what it's for. Um, from its beginning. And so at that point, outside of like, that makes me kind of cringe. That's what it implies. Like the guy says, now this is mine. Mm. Um, and guys do n- are not patient. And, and so that struggle is elevated. Uh, th- there's a lot of temptation that comes along with that. And then that breeds frustration. Um, there's just a, and in the, the journey to check all of the boxes and guys are like, can we just fly past this? And, and girls are crazy to think that a guy is like really excited about wedding planning. He's not, he's really excited about wedding night. He wants to skip all of that stuff as fast as he can. Um, and so yes, there's the rare occasion that the guy really does care, but most of the time he doesn't. And so, so hear that shorter engagements are going to be a win. Not always the, not always the win. There are some of you that are uniquely wired for that, but I think there's some dangers that obviously come along with it. Mm, That's really good. Yeah. So we, we had on Instagram, people submit just random questions uh, and I'm sure other things will pop into even Kayla's mind as we uh, start talking about these. But, but the first one that got asked was what is the difference between having high standards and being judgmental or I just hit my ring on that or like super picky. Um, this probably goes more even on the guy end because they're the one quote unquote pursuing, uh, but even on the girl end where they go, is this guy up to my standard? Like where's the, mm. where's the balance between being super, super picky and, and actually having good standards. You're looking at me. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I, I just want to throw the question out, honestly. I don't, you can't be too picky on the most important relationship of your life. Mm. You just can't. Um, the Lord has wired you uniquely. He's given you gifts and passions that you would want to line up with people. Um, Alyssa wants to adopt. I should probably want to adopt. Alyssa wants kids. I should probably want kids. I'm going into some sort of student ministry. She should probably like students. Mm. There's some things that, that should coincide there. Um, but, but our, what we talked about elevating your standards, they're not worldly standards that we're calling people to elevate mm. They're biblical standards. And yeah. those are really high. Mm. And so if you consider somebody who, who faithfully loves Jesus and is passionate about the local church and loves other people well to be a high picky standard, um, then have that high picky standard. Yeah. Uh, when you start, I think when we talk about being picky or judgmental, then you're layering on top of it uh, worldly things like mm. what color are their eyes and do they work out? And I mean, health is probably an important one. I'm not, to, I'm, yeah. Do they play the guitar? <laughs> I mean, and, and I unapologetically like on my list and we've talked about that before with somebody with brown curly hair and she rocked that all the time. And, and, and now she's like, she'll cringe sometimes when I say that, that was my list when I was, you know, 16 years old mm. because it was the thing that I found attractive. Um, yeah. And, and so it's not that she has to continue that for the rest of her life. It's kind of a pain if she's honest about it. And so now I kind of go, this is better for her that she doesn't mm. try to <laughs> care for her curly hair. You didn't elevate um, it in a worldly way. Sure. That's Maybe. Um, it, was, it was like now, eliminated, eliminated, eliminated. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone now. And so I think your, your high standards have to be biblical standards. Yeah. Um, and, and if you find somebody that checks those boxes but doesn't have all the little picky things, then toss those things out. Yeah. Mm. I guess I would add also re realizing that nobody is perfect yeah. too. Like we're all sinners saved by grace and we're going to mess up mm. both sides. Often. But often, very often. Yeah. Um, but what evidence do you see in their life that they are, teachable, that they are humble, mm. that they are in accountability so that, you know, these things that you're, these high standards of being like Jesus, what are, what are they doing to be changed in those areas or to grow, to be sanctified? Mm. Um, cause there's a big difference between someone who's not teachable yeah. <laughs> and someone who is really striving, even if they're falling all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a big, a big difference in that. But if you're doing, if you're doing life together in community, you can see hopefully how that's playing out. Yeah. So, so I guess one of the big things would be seeing their response yes. when they fall short yes. of the glory of God. Yes. Um, yes. And if that runs to community, if that yes. runs to accountability, right. uh, that's a really good sign. So yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Uh, the next question that we had that was submitted, it's not my own question. I uh, just want to clarify <laughs> that. Sure I pinned it on him. Uh, yeah. He gave me the, he gave me a question. You can go that, out of order. I didn't, uh, I didn't make No, you that. said you do the next one, Caleb. So I, so the question is how do I seriously approach a girl and what's the girl's, um, end or, um, I guess role role in that? What's the, what's the boundary line of how a guy approaches a girl? Um, and what does it look like for a guy to approach a girl from the girl's perspective? Well, you should answer from the girl side first. <clears throat> what is the girl's 
read that part again. No, like even what is comfortable for you, like for me thinking, how do I approach, but more so like, how would you want to be approached? Yeah. Like what's the, what's the best way from a girl's perspective to be approached by a guy in that sense? I think that was kind of the the purpose of the question. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Different than what let me, let me qualify with a few, maybe some, some qualifications. I think if I, if I know the girls in our ministry well enough, I think it's either a, they feel that the guys that pursue them are either really creepy and they do it really weird (laughs) Mm -hmm. or they're super passive and they never do anything. And so like, and that's not all, that's not an exhaustive list. I'm just from what I've heard in the bookends. Mm-hmm. How would you? Yeah, I guess somewhere in the middle, right? Um, I think even if you're, even if you're shy and more introverted, there's something in in um, a man who is confident. I think that was what was really attractive about John to me. He wasn't super outgoing. He wasn't um, super. I don't know, assertive. I don't. Maybe sure. that's not quite the word. Like, yeah. you weren't chasing me. Yeah. Um, but there was there was a quiet confidence in you, and it was because honestly, it was because your eyes were fixed on Jesus and not on me. I don't know if that makes sense, but mm-hmm. and that was what was the most attractive thing about you was that I could see exactly where you were running, and it was. I mean, you were firmly set in it, but I, um, there is something about being straightforward, but just, a, just in the way that you would normally talk, you know what I mean? Like don't as be, don't yourself, be weird. don't be weird. Don't yeah. try to be somebody other than who you are. That's good. Just be who you are and be chill about it. Don't. And I know that's really hard to say in that moment. I've never <laughs> been a guy asking a girl out. Um, I can imagine that's really nerve wracking, but just, be, just try to be, try to be yourself and make it short and sweet. Maybe that's a good thing too. Don't linger. Yeah. Mm. Don't, if, if it's going to be awkward, then just don't, don't stick, stay around in it too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pray for the right moment too. You know, don't, yeah. Pick your moment really carefully. I don't know if there's a, a more natural opportunity to have that conversation, but I would just don't do any stupid pickup lines. Don't be weird. <laughs> like, just don't do it. So we should have started. I, so we should have opened. <laughs> yeah, it should have been it. Just like, hey, I would really like to get to know you. Could we? Could we spend some time? Would you like to have dinner? You know, just be to the point. Yeah. And. Be kind and that's good. <laughs> that's all I've got. Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's good. I don't see your number in the, yeah, the book of numbers. <laughs> Golly, <laughs> that one's so bad. That's pretty rough. Just be um, yourself and be straightforward. Yeah, the I, I want to say the cheat code to all of this for what seemed to work really well for us and what I've seen be really healthy for other people is is if you would not elevate marriage to the idol status Mm. where guys are anxious, Mm. sweaty fools going to ask this girl out because if it fails, they feel like it's the end of the world to them. Um, And so if we can, if we can lower that a little bit and, and understand, like we've already said, 
marriage is the most important relationship you're going to get into outside of your relationship with Jesus. And so it is of high value, but I also just rest in the fact that, um, God has a plan and he has ordained the places and the time for men to dwell for his glory. And he has put forth like an order. That's not, it's not the argument. There's only one perfect person for you. Um, but if, but if you would be quick to run to him in prayer and in his word and engage really openly being known and knowing others in community, then you're not going to mess this up. If you surround yourself with people that have your back and you're running after Jesus, you're not going to mess up that marriage side of it. Yeah. Um, and it's often most clearly found in community. And, and so it was easy for me to approach Alyssa in community, uh, because then like I, I sort of had the assumption that even if this messes up, this isn't going anywhere. Like yeah. we've gotten to the point in relationship that I think we can get past the awkward side of it. And, and it wasn't, I hadn't crossed any physical bounds or anything at that point. It was just like, I think you like me and I think I like you. And so what do we do with that? Let's figure out a way to navigate this before. Um, and, and, and so that I think is a, is a pretty wise play. The like, she's cute from across the room. Sure. Like the Lord has put some attractions in you. Um, but the next step is probably not, Hey, we should go get dinner. I don't even know your name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's wise to be like, I want to observe you. I'm in community from a distance. Um, and then maybe closer up until we do that. And you're, and then people are like, well, then you've limited, limited the number of people I could catch. Uh, it's probably wise to do that. Yeah. All right. Cause I don't need you exactly. leaving a wide wake behind you of people that you've wrecked. That's, That's a terrible play. It's really good. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, you talked this last Sunday night, um, kind of six steps of knowing when you're ready to date. Um, and we kind of had a question posed, um, and both y'all, you, you may just reiterate kind of the things you said on Sunday, but. Um, for the girls and who are being pursued by guys, how do they situate themselves to know that they're ready to date? Cause I think the guys can kind of control like, Oh, I'm not ready to date. So I'm just not going to ask anybody out. Mm. But the girls, when, when they're not ready to date, they still may have guys approach them. Um, and so how, like, how does a girl, um, uh, know when they're ready to date, even when guys are, you know, asking them and it may be hard to, to find those lines. Um, and then for the guy, like, how do you, how do you know that you're ready to, to go and ask a girl? Yikes. You got anything over there? And reiterate some of this, but yeah, I mean, that's a, it's going to possibly be different with every person, but, um, from, from my experience, I wasn't ready until I was content. And I know John's been hounding on this, but content with being single. Mm. Um, I had elevated marriage and then dating um, to be more important than the season of life that God had me in. Mm. And it wasn't until I laid that down and I was able to say, like I already shared that, okay, Lord, I will love you and I will serve you even if you never give this thing to me. And the Lord had to, to get me to that spot where I saw um, singleness as a gift, I saw where I was as um, a good a good gift from the Lord. So, for me, it was so cliche. It was me <laughs> ch- chasing after Jesus as my number one thing, mm. and 
if you're not doing that and if you're not finding your value and your worth and your purpose in the Lord, then how in the world do you think you're going to find it Mm. in a relationship? And Mm. I know I had to deal with a lot of that before, before the Lord allowed anything to happen with us. I was dealing with a lot of insecurity and, um, I'd always found my worth and other things. And I was trying to find my worth in being his wife. Um, that was all wrapped up together, but, um, John. Yeah. In our life, there's been seasons that this has echoed really loudly. The, the Lord, um, is in the business of wrecking idols. Hmm. Um, and I don't think that he gives ultimate gifts to idol worshipers. And so if you want to go into the desert wandering, I mean, like, here's the promised land. I want to get to that point, but they spent 40 years wrecking idols. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to see what you, what you build, what you elevate, what you worship, and I'm going to destroy it, um, to get you ready for this. And so, so you have, you're going to walk through seasons of that. I don't expect anyone in our ministry or anyone whose ears this hits to, to be sitting in that point of like, I'm, I'm ready and I'm perfect and everything's good. I think there's idols that that the Lord's going to continually wreck, um, in the dating side of it, when you elevate it to that point, I think God destroys it. And this is the other cliche. You will never be satisfied dating if you're not being if you're not satisfied being single, mm-hmm. and so that there's a completion that the completion myth just throw it out the window, um, because if if you're satisfied in your pursuit of Jesus and in the community that you've built around you, then I think the the marriage is not an add on; it's a next step mm-hmm. um, to that point. To what I see is one of the most beautiful reflections of the gospel that God has given us, which is in marriage. Um, but it's a beautiful reflection of the gospel because it's really hard. And because um, there are two imperfect people that now have made a commitment to spend all the time with each other and to know their imperfections and to run beside each other and to hold each other accountable, to build each other up. And my calling is to make her better. And, and, and so he would dare not do that as a kind God. He would dare not do that if you're not ready. Yeah. Uh, and so be ready for seasons where he wrecks idols. And, and if your testimony is not that, um, then often I would go, you're probably not there yet. Like, yeah. When I say check your dating history, when I say understand your past, when I say elevate your priorities, that allows you to examine the spaces that you've really fallen. Mm-hmm. And then and then it allows the Lord to restore and to make ready for the next step. Uh, so that, I think that's probably the the approach that I would put for all of us. Like yeah. You're ready probably when your idols have been wrecked. And that's you're going to know when your idols have been wrecked. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, those are great responses. Um, the next question that we had, I mean, this one's a little bit, I think a little, um, more light. So um, this one should be a little bit easier to answer. Uh, but I, this was purposely given to Alyssa, but John, you can answer too, but it's what, what non-spiritual traits are attractive in men for (laughs) Alyssa and and women for, for John, obviously guitar, which I I don't really like the way that that's, that's worded either. Yeah. And I read that and I, it's hard to answer. Like I try to think of things, but it all goes back to spiritual things that are. If they don't find you handsome. At least they find you handy. <laughs> well, okay. Well, so if, if you can't answer, there's another no. question I can ask. Okay. Go for it. Uh, I want you, I want to hear an answer. I want you to come up with one. Maybe I'll go with one too. When they wear gray a and baseball hat. Heard that, no, that, that I purchased for them. Very superficial. I wasn't even thinking. But that's fine. Like, color. I think non-spiritual could was, be really superficial. I went to like hardworking or loyal, yeah. like things like that, that you can, you can pinpoint some of those qualities even in, non-believers. in a non-believer. Yeah. And I still admire it. But at the end of the day, if they're hardworking, if they're, 
you know, sacrificial, if they can be trusted, it doesn't, none of that matters anymore. If, if they don't have a relationship with Christ, like it all kind of, we have the ability to be these things, I think fully in a non-selfish way because of the Holy spirit in us. So Mm. I I don't know how to, you can ask the question you were going to ask. I'm not (laughs) sure how to take that one any further. Maybe John does, but no, that, um, another question we had submitted was what are some good first date questions? And is there such a thing as asking bad questions? I'm going to go ahead and say there are bad questions to ask on a first date. Yeah. Um, but what are some good, <laughs> Wait, how do you know this? <laughs> <What's that laughs> not podcast from, not from personal answer, experience, but, um, what are some good questions to ask on the first date on the second date? I don't think we have to just limit this to, mm-hmm. to the first date, but I guess it depends on how well you know each other. Sure. Because if you've already known each other for years, but I mean, some of our questions even just started with, what's your favorite color? If you could go on any vacation, like, would you rather is just a fun back and forth game and stack the deck with would you rather questions. And so like, I'll go hard or soft tacos, which one you want. Soft. And, and that like leads to other things. a oh, yeah. lot of questions after that. Yeah. Um, and so if and again, I think this is a biblical approach too. in your study of scripture, in your community, learn to ask really good questions. And there's books out there that can help you yes. to, to ask really good questions. And then you're carrying around the goofy pocket computer with you all the time. <laughs> Don't Google which ones, but open up a note and type out things that are like, these are pretty surface level, yeah. but man, do you like dogs or cats more? Because if it's cats, I'm probably going to be irritated. Or just, if just allergic a little bit. to cats. Yeah. You know, and, it may be a deal breaker. Um, and then, you know, like, what's your overseas experiences? And and so, like, that that with Alyssa, like, stirs so many things. Yeah. Man, when I was this, I went here. And, and this is why I'm passionate about adoption and I'm passionate about missions. And, and so then I go, oh, my word. Like, that one question mm-hmm. stirred all kinds of things um, and made her much more attractive just because she answered it. And, and so stack the deck with things that are sort of superficial that lead to important stuff for you. And, you know, Zach would be like, tell me what you like on your salad. And if they go nothing, <laughs> they go nothing. Cause I don't eat salad. Come then on, Zach's man. like, Amen. <laughs> um, then, then you're in. So mm-hmm. would you rather is a fun one because it's safe. Yeah. Uh, but no, and, and I just, wise. I ask that because I think along with the, some, what are some good questions versus some bad questions? I think, as, as stu- for the people that are saying as college students, I think that they have more of an understanding of what's a good question versus what's a bad question. But I think something that I've even heard or, or um, been told is just when do I know or when is the right time to have those good questions that I, I want to know, mm-hmm. but they're a little bit more like a little bit deeper. Like when is it okay? I think for, for me to ask, well, how many kids do you want? Like, cause yeah. obviously I think on a first date it's that would scare good. people. Probably. And so I think, I think a lot of people are wondering too, of like, when is the time or when is it acceptable to ask those questions of deeper meaning as well? Oh, what you got? I think it depends on how long you've known each other too. Like, I think John and I were able to jump into that pretty quickly, but we had years behind us already and we knew we were where we were headed too. But I, I don't, I don't think there's a hard and fast rule on that. I think you start with the, with the silly stuff first get to know each other and kind of see what happens. Um, 
John, what are you thinking? You're yeah. your eyes. <laughs> Thank you. She knows. She knows. Well, it, it's fun to ask questions that can lead to answering other things without having to ask it. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's what I'm saying. The natural. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why like, hey, do you like to travel? Yeah. Uh, this is not what Alyssa said, but this would be how this would play out maybe. Uh, yeah. Like when I was younger, I went on mission trips uh, to Russia a lot and, and like one of the cool things about that, we worked with orphanages and got to see God do really, really cool things. And I'm like, was it hard and like to work in orphanages? And then she'll start talking about that. And then it leads to like, yeah, I would really like to adopt one day. Yeah. Would you, would you want to have your own kids also, or is it just like strictly adoption? He's like, Oh, like two boys would be great. I'm like, okay. You said that. No, she didn't. Um, <laughs> just be smart. Yeah. And so it, but, but that leads into those type of questions you can get to if you're okay at conversation and that person's comfortable with you, yeah. Yeah. you can get to depth really fast mm-hmm. by asking harder soft tacos and why, because for me, I would be like, ah, this is the hard tacos because my mom used to make this conglomeration of stuff that was real nasty that involved the tortilla and I can't handle it anymore. Well, well, does she still do that? No, she's dead. And so like, like that, that gets really deep, really fast. And I, and, and that girl would probably run in that oh, conversation. Yep. But instantly oh, you go, man, you can get there real fast. Yeah. So that's the, just that's think, the of, think of your question that could, you know, do that for you. But you have to guys don't be lazy in your approach to dating. No. You will spend way too much time going. I want to make sure that everything's right at Chili's. And then I know the directions to marble slab and I know my order. That's <laughs> foolishness outside of going like what conversation am I going to have with this? It doesn't matter where you're sitting. She's not going to remember that. Mm. Um, But it's how did he interact with me? How did he communicate with me? Did he ask like questions, even if they were planned? Like, I appreciate that he thought of me enough to even like think through a list of questions and I could tell that they were planned, but man, that was really good. Mm. Like that's going to stir a lot more. I think that goes into, I know one of the questions was, what does it look like to be pursued? Mm. Um, by a guy. And I, that was one of the things I was really thinking about is how, how well are they listening to you when, when you're answering, whether it's soft or hard taco or how many kids do you want? Are they actually listening to your answers and, and filing it away? Um, not just presenting you with who they are and trying to puff themselves up or, Mm. you know, get the girl. Um, You saying that here's this, this may be the mic drop. I don't know. Um, Your preparation makes pursuit easier. Mm. Um, And that's kind of in all things. You plan the trip. um, You sort of know where you're going, but your preparation will make that pursuit easier. And so when guys are like, how do I pursue? Well, prepare well. Yeah. Um, and that's your heart. We're going to make that prescriptive to you first. It's your relationship with Jesus. It's stacking the deck with community, with guys that you really trust that when you think that she's cute, they go stay away. Um, or let me help you. Um, and, and so your preparation will make the pursuit so much easier. Yeah. Um, and, and that goes even into the first date. Are you preparing for the first date? You're just like, my charm and charisma is going to knock this out of the park. You're probably going to fail, bro. Um, and so be prepared. Like a boy scout. Being, pers- thing. being pursued is very intentional and methodical and in it for the long game. Mm. It's not desperate. It's not selfish. It's not, um, 
Like, you know the difference, girls. We know the difference between somebody chasing us and somebody. Or maybe you haven't experienced a pursuit yet. Mm. But mm. raise that bar. Yeah. Um, and be be picky about who who you say yes to. Pray about something. If someone asks you to hang out, even if it's someone you think you respect, pray about it first mm. before you step into it and be ready to be pursued um, as a godly woman. Mm. Um I think I think both sides go into it not with a mindset of being your best self, but with with a heart to to actually know that person, even if it doesn't turn into anything, right? Mm. But your your heart is is to know to know them, not to not to be so wrapped up in yourself. Mm. And I think we can walk away from dates like that mm. as a win um, and in a healthy way that even if it's not meant to be, then we've spent some time with a brother and sister in Christ and hopefully the Lord's been glorified through it. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, it gives the girl the ability to say, hey, I prayed about this. I stepped into it. Um, I felt like it was an okay thing, but this isn't this isn't something that I feel like I should take any further. And then they have the ability to, to voice that too. And that's mm. an okay thing for us to say, Hey, you know, I just don't feel like that this is from the Lord. This is something that I need to pursue anymore and be open and honest and kind mm. in that mm. toward these guys that are <laughs> terrified. Scared. <Yeah. laughs> uh, that is really good. It's not wrong to say no. It's mm. actually, it's actually less loving to to yeah, say yes to because in. you're afraid. Um, if they are your brother in Christ, then you need to pray about it and um, and be honest too. Yeah. That's really good. Well, thank you guys. Thank you for being on a podcast. Hot seat couch. Um, Way to go. A lot of wisdom. Um, so mm. thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but but also thank you guys for for the ministry that you guys do, even even behind closed doors and. Um, the ways that we have benefited as a ministry uh, because of y'all's relationship and with each other, but also uh, your personal relationship with Jesus. So his fault, thankfully <laughs> his fault. It's good. It's good. Mm. Well, closing remark. What do you got? I'm trying Some, something wise. I'm sure three. Go ahead. I, <laughs> I think I just want to put out there with all of this talk on dating. And if we do all of these things, then, you know, this caution that, you know, if you do all of these things, you're going to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend at the end of it. And I think our heart for y'all is that you are faithfully um, chasing, I'm going to do it again, like mm-hmm. cliche, chasing after Jesus today with what he has called you to do. Mm. And it's in all of those little things that you're doing, whether it's being faithful to read your Bible and to pray, um, to go to class and study hard, to do your job well to serve in the areas that God has for you. Those are, those are all of the little things that being faithful in will prepare you for whatever the next thing is, because that next will be different for all of you. And it's not a guarantee of a spouse at 22 or 32. It's not, um, but it's a guarantee that you're going to be stepping into your next ready, um, ready for whatever, whatever it is. And, um, what is it? The parable of the town of the talents, Mm. you know, 
give being faithful with a little bit now here um is more and so anyway, just a caution for hearts that are desperately wanting a boyfriend or a girlfriend or marriage. Um, don't do all of these things that we're talking about just so that you get a boyfriend or girlfriend. Mm. Um, be who God wants you to be. Be content. Chase after him and see see what he has for you, whatever it is. It's a gift. That's great. Yeah, That's good. No better way to end right there. Come yeah. On. Well, sure. we'll see you guys this Sunday. Back with sad week two. Yeah. Better get real sad up in here. Let's get, get past that. <laughs> Later.